and World Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is April 4th, and UConn is your national champion. Um, I don't know. We're actually recording this live 12 minutes left in the national championship game, but I'm calling it. Maybe I'll look like a fool here at the end of this, but UConn's been the best team. We talked about this heading into the tournament, how this was arguably one of the most well-rounded teams in the field. They had very few weaknesses. The only one identifiable weakness was if somehow Tristan Newton's play did not keep the same and regressed. That would be a potential downfall or an Achilles heel for this team. But holy cow, has he done just continued to progress through this tournament. His level of play has continued to elevate each round. The whole team in general has. This is... There's a really healthy debate as to whether or not this is the most dominant run we've seen from a team in the tournament. I mean, going into this game, average margin of victory, what was it, 24 points or something like that? I mean, just out of control. There's no real hole in this team. There's no one real spot you can attack them. They're just so well-rounded, so well-coached. All their players sort of complement each other and play off each other. UConn is just... An incredible team. And San Diego State, I mean, another fantastic team, but it's tough when your identity is so built into defense. Like, we had 11 minutes there in the first half where they didn't get a bucket. 11 minutes without a field goal. I don't... Honestly, it's worse on UConn's part, maybe, that they aren't up a bajillion points right now. Um, God, that... That's been the epitome of this tournament. The shot making, it's been a bad year. Um, it's not been good. And, and that's a complete contrast to what we saw in the women's game, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. And just, oh man, I just, I, I don't know what's, what's up. I don't know if it's just, you know, a, a bad year, you know, bad ball, bad rims, just the level of play hasn't been as good this year. There are down years, but it, it just feels like the shot-making ability has fallen off a little bit, um, which has led to some less exciting games. But overall, I, I'm a fan of the tournament. I feel like my my ex, my, my Xavier Musketeers there, feels like we left one slip with my Xavier Musketeers team. And... Um, Sorry, the audio caught out. We got to to repaste it. Um, we let one slip with Texas. You know, I can't even really say that because they just absolutely demolished us. But if we had come out, uh, like we just came out so bad. If we just come out like our even half of our normal selves, that would have been a super competitive game, fun game. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's been an interesting tournament. It's been a fun one. I've enjoyed it. I liked it as a whole. I know there's a lot of opinions out there that it wasn't the best tournament. Shot-making ability certainly wasn't great, but, you know, Florida Atlantic won the most games. They were right in there, made it to the Final Four. You know, we we talked about how this was a year where there wasn't really one dominant one seed um, coming into the tournament. That was true. Held up. Um, we talked about how some of the seeding was a little off. We're we're definitely seeing that with this UConn team, um, who really 
you know, outside of the Big East, which went up to the Big East. Big East is back, baby. We've been talking about this week after week. The Big East is back. That is my biggest takeaway from this tournament. The Big East is back and is going to be absolutely electric in the years to come. If you are a fan of college basketball, if you are a fan of the old Big East, the new Big East, whatever, like it is full health right now. I mean, you've got coaching legends like you did back in the day. Um, and great personalities. You've got really healthy programs right now. You've got programs that should be really primed to kind of excel here. You've got a villain story in the Ed Cooley going to Georgetown. Um, you hopefully will see the revitalization of St. John's now that you know donor money's coming in with the the hiring of Rick Pitino. Um, and really getting those roots going. Marquette is really healthy again. Creighton's in a really great spot. UConn obviously in a phenomenal spot. Xavier with Sean Miller. Hopefully Villanova can kind of get its feet back under it. You know, we saw towards the end of the season, they started to kind of turn the corner a little bit, but it was a little too late or a little too late on that one. Um, but yeah, so excited for Big East basketball. But yeah, it was it was a good men's tournament. UConn's a, a deserving champion, awesome champion. We'll, we'll debate in the coming weeks, I'm sure, as to if they are the most dominant team we have seen in a tournament. Um, I don't think anybody would say they're the best team we've ever seen, but the most dominant team. That's a very the good distinction that we're gonna we're gonna be able to argue about and give us content. I'm sure for weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, congratulations to UConn. Congratulations to the Big East. We're ultimately the big winners. My Xavier boys will be back. We'll be all right. Um, the women's tournament. Holy hell, that was that was something. What an absolute tournament. This was, you know, I've always kind of known what's going on in the women's sport, like who the stars are, but I've never really kind of really tuned in and watched a ton of their games, if I'm being honest. Um, like most of us, I think this is the first time so many people turned into the game. This was an awesome experience. Um, this tournament was fantastic. I mean, from the Sweet 16 on, I tried to watch every single game. I missed like maybe one or two, I think. Um, I really tried to watch them all because they were just Electric. I mean, absolute fantastic basketball. We saw in the national championship, just LSU came out. Congratulations to them. But there is definitely a shadow, obviously, hanging over them um, between the officiating, which was terrible, and we'll talk about. But first and foremost, the Angel Reese situation and Caitlin Clark. Um, I think that this is sort of taken off in a really nasty direction. I think a lot of people are being incredibly intellectually dishonest with this conversation to try to push certain narratives. Um, what Angel Reese did and what Caitlin Clark has done are not the same. To a point, they were the same. But the idea that talking trash and doing things in the natural flow of the game is the same as the game is clearly over and now I'm going to go and kind of stalk the opponent who, for as far as I could tell, showed no disrespect during the game, wasn't really even talking trash to LSU, said nothing of it, and kind of taunt her for a, a long period of time when the game is clearly over. I was giving up. Your team is starting to celebrate. It leaves a bad taste. Like, it, it's, it's not great sportsmanship. I love the trash-talking element. I love being in the emotional side of it. And Caitlin Clark didn't even care, which is we should also point out. But, like... Um, like I love all that. I like building the stories pregame, and like I like going at it and jarring at it within the natural flow of the game and letting your emotions ride. But once the game's over, I mean, that's when we go from gamesmanship to sportsmanship, and that's just bad sportsmanship. Um, and it it it, it to the people that were calling her 
you know, classless. Some uh, some people were really going to the deep end with it. That's that sucks. That's I don't think that's cool. I I took it as it was a cringy moment. Like it was cringe and lame to me because it almost in the moment it it sort of felt almost like there was a resentment towards Caitlin Clark for getting so much shine, um, which she well deserved. She was absolutely phenomenal and helped grow the game exponentially um but it almost felt like there was a resentment towards her because they keep talking about Caitlin Clark even in their celebration in their lives later that night it, it just kept coming up and it was weird like it was really weird and obsessive and it almost felt sort of like a resentment towards her because she showed no disrespect, as far as I could tell, to LSU during that game. And once again, like I said, I like the trash-talking part of, like, in the game. I like showing your emotions and being competitive and kind of having that gamesmanship within the game and trying to get people off their edge by talking smack. Like, I love all of that. I think that's great for story building. I think that's great from the entertainment standpoint of it. Um, I think that should be, like, that should that's something I'm cool with, you know? And Kevin Clark handled it phenomenally but yeah no they are not the same thing like it's intellectually dishonest to push the you can't see me and say that's what people are mad about I don't think there's a soul mad about Angel Reese doing you can't see me at the foul line to Caitlin Clark that was totally cool you know Caitlin Clark can dish it and she can take it she showed it's the after part where the game's clearly over and then you're continuing to do it and continuing to like follow her around the court that's the difference. It's not the same. Um, nobody is angry and, and posting the pictures that like the you can't see me. That's what people are mad about. I don't. I didn't see a single person be mad about that. People, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. The after their stuff after the game was clearly over and you had won, and Caitlin Clark had dropped thirty on you too. By the way, so that sucked. It, it was in poor taste. I don't think that ref is should you know it's gonna stay unfortunately with angel angel reese forever it's gonna build a really big storyline next year if these two teams meet again next year somehow it's going to be absolutely electric but i don't think it defines her character or who she is i don't know enough about her but i, I wouldn't use that it, it seems like it was just a bad moment um and it, it does feel like there is a resentment there almost to you know the shine that Caitlin Clark has gotten. That's that's how I read the situation. It was lame. It was kind of cringy. It left a bad taste in the mouth. But the people that are that are using this as a moment to say that these things were equal and the same, it's it just it isn't. It's not in any case. Um, the officiating was also horrendous. Now that does not take away from LSU. I think we've also gotten away from the point. LSU absolutely balled out. They made incredible shots. They showed up for the moment when the moment when the lights shine the brightest, they turned up their game 200%. They were phenomenal. Um absolute bucket getters all game long. It was awesome to watch. Um the ref did not have an effect on the outcome. Well, they definitely had an effect on the outcome, but I, I don't think that LSU wouldn't have won had the refs not been as bad. But the refs were horrendous all around, and they took away from what should have been a moment in which we saw the two best women's teams in the country going it out of it with, what, 9.9 million viewers? You know, the sport was at a level it has never been before. There were so many eyeballs on it, a real opportunity to grow the game, and instead it became a ref show. And that technical on Caitlin Clark was the worst call I have ever seen in my 30 years on this planet. 
I have never seen a worse call in my entire life. That was ridiculous. That ref should not be allowed to coach a collegiate or coach to officiate a collegiate game ever again. That was such a power trip, and it was unbelievable, especially with Kim Malarkey and what she does on the sidelines, which is just annoying at this part. Like, I, I'm glad for the players of LSU. I do not like her. Um, I've never liked her vibe. Everything that we've heard about how she handled the Brittany Griner situation at Baylor and other things, you know, telling people to, or to punch critics of the whole men's football situation down in Baylor was ridiculous. Like, I'm not about her. She kind of sucks, in my opinion. But to the women of LSU, you guys absolutely balled out. What a phenomenal moment. Getting your first championship banner for your university. That was awesome. And you they showed up, and they just they hit more shots. But the officiating sucked from the point that, like, I was second-best player out most of the game. Caitlin Clark has four fouls. Ultimately changed the direction how aggressive she can be in the game off a ridiculous technical that should have never been called. It was just, it was horrible. It was horrible in the biggest moment. The officiating was atrociously bad. They set a record for foul calls. You never want to see that. It was bad. It was absolutely bad. Um, But overall, I mean, women's basketball, holy hell, you got some stars. They marketed the product really, really well. It was really fun to watch. Their style of basketball was honestly more enjoyable to watch this season. Like, and uh, and that's just being from the standpoint of like, there was, it felt like there's a lot more ball movement, a lot off the ball movement, a lot better shot selection. It was enjoyable. Like, don't get me wrong. I I loved, I guess, I don't know. It it was just a really enjoyable experience, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, And so I'll be super interested to see if that that continues. I, I think there's, the sport is in a really healthy spot. I think the men's game um, could learn a thing or two about the marketing of their stars because I think the men's game did a horrible job this year of marketing the storylines that they had going on. Um, and that's why I think there's less interest in this championship game, which San Diego State has now crawled back in it. So I'm going to have to go watch that here um, in the closing moments and maybe hop back on and because I was wrong about the prediction. Um, but marketing of the storylines, I think... The NCAA got a little lazy with the men's tournament this year, which is cool. They're 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 the king of the hill, um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a really enjoyable experience. I hope you all had had some fun with it. I hope you all made some money um, this March with us. We did relatively well, I think. Uh, we picked some great games. Some some we did extremely well on the right side of the bracket. We we said that bottom left side was going to be an absolute disaster. It was giving me an ulcer just trying to to work that side out. Um, Kansas State ultimately couldn't push through for us, which stunk, but, you know, they had a great run. Um, But, yeah, overall, love March. Love you guys for your support. Really hope you're enjoying it. We've got some some Masters content coming out here soon. If you've been a longtime listener, you are maybe remember the podcast that my uh, golf expert came on years ago. Um, He's a great guy. I've known him for 22 years now. Really knows his golf stuff. Um, absolutely fantastic. He's gonna write some stuff on badnewsmedia.com. May even get him on the pod this week to talk a little Masters talk. 
Um, we're going to get some good stuff going here in the off season, continue growing, continue, um, to produce some really good content for you. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't had a chance, I hope you check out badnewsstore.com. Um, check out the merch lines. We got a lot of great stuff there. Hopefully you enjoy that. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. And we'll be back. Peace. And Woke Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is Thursday, March 9th, and we finally made it. It is March. We are back after a long, long hiatus. I do apologize, Trophy Kids. To the newer listeners, you may not know this. To the older listeners, we always appreciate your support. We appreciate the support of the newer listeners. But after football season... Football season is such a grind for us here at Trophy Kids, making sure we're delivering the best content to you, making sure we're giving you the best bets out there. Um, It's such a grind that after football season ends, we do take a bit of a long hiatus up until March when college basketball really gets going. We're taking that time to prepare, to get ready to give you some more good content um, and really shift gears and reset ourselves. So we'll be back in the full swing of things next week with our rotating host of guests uh, to break down college basketball and March Madness and the tournament and all the fun that is there. But I wanted to hop on to talk about a little kind of sports recap, what's going on in the world, and conference championship play, um, because we got conference championship week here this week right now, and I mean, we're going to start up right in the front. The Big East, what I'm about to say, some of you might be like, oh my God, Nate, you are such a homer. We get it. You're a Xavier fan. If you're watching, you can see the Xavier neon light. You can see the new, which by the way, announcement, if you guys didn't know, the shirt looks fantastic, but... We have a merch store out there, badnewsstore.com. You can get Trophy Kids merch, like this nice coffee mug I got going on here. If you 